All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Exit 77, a Notre Dame football podcast. I'm your host, Drew Brennan. It is Saturday morning, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, and it is the Saturday of the Notre Dame-USC game. So super excited to come at you guys this morning with the preview podcast of the USC game, along with recapping uh, what took place last weekend against Boston College. Wanted to start off the podcast by wishing everyone uh, a very uh, happy Thanksgiving. I hope everyone had the chance to enjoy a couple days with family and friends and that everyone uh, had a safe and healthy holiday. And uh, yeah, looking forward to hopefully seeing a lot of you here soon as we get the Christmas season underway and obviously as we start the new year. But uh, yeah, I wanted to wish you guys all a very uh, happy Thanksgiving. Um, it is Saturday morning, like I said. Um, we're going to Take a look at the big matchup um, for the Irish versus USC starting at 6.30 p.m. Central Time tonight. Um, USC is ranked number, I believe, six in the country. Or no, five. Sorry, five in the country. And Notre Dame is ranked number 15. So, yeah, top ten, uh, top 20 matchup between the Irish and the Trojans. This hasn't happened a whole lot lately uh, over the last bunch of years. I think the last time the two teams uh, came together with this highly ranked of a matchup was 2006 out in the Coliseum. Notre Dame lost that game uh, back during the Char- Charlie Weiss era, um, but hoping to get off to a good start um, in what you know plans to be uh, a really big Marcus Freeman and Lincoln Riley rivalry as we move on here as they both get their tenures underway at both USC and Notre Dame. So let's take a look at everything, um, like I said, as, as it relates to Boston College, and then we're going to spend a little bit more time than we normally do taking a look at the USC game. I've um, been listening to a lot of the podcasts this week, been reading a lot of the articles, um, and so hopefully give you guys a little bit of an overview of what, we're, what we think will take place this Saturday night, what we're, what we're thinking each team will look to do, and then obviously come at you guys with our score prediction for the evening. So, um, all right, let's get going with everything around Boston College, and before we do that, I did want to give a shout-out to Pierce Lanahan. Uh, Pierce, amazing job. Um, for those of you that don't know Pierce, uh, Pierce is the son of Bart and Colleen Lanahan, uh, two classmates of mine, uh, class of 2000 at Notre Dame, living up in the uh, Rochester area of New York. And Pierce Lanahan, uh, before the Boston College game uh, the other day, his dad sent out his prediction, and he predicted a 45 to nothing Notre Dame win. Uh, we all know that Notre Dame won 44 to nothing. So uh, amazing call, Pierce. Uh, job well done. Uh, just awesome on your part. I would love to sit down with you one of these days and uh, hear how you came up with that because that was just totally spot on. I don't think anyone thought that Notre Dame was going to shut out Boston College. So kudos to you, Pierce. Um, just an awesome job. And, yeah, looking forward to hearing what your dad says your prediction is going to be for the Notre Dame-USC game this week. So definitely have your dad text me and uh, get that over my way. Uh, Pierce also did have another question, and we'll hopefully get to this as we get into the preview of the USC-Notre Dame game. But he was wondering if Notre Dame was going to run any trick plays 
tonight against the Trojans. So we'll cover that hopefully um, when we get to that part of the podcast. But uh, yeah, 44 nothing Irish victory against Boston College on senior day. Um, for those of you that watched the game or saw the game, it was almost a tale of two halves, um, from at least from a weather standpoint. First half was super cold um, and you know obviously pretty windy. And then as the second half got underway, we saw a ton of snow. It was probably one of the snowier games that we've seen in a long time. Reminded, I think, a lot of Notre Dame fans of the 1992 game against Penn State, but I actually think it was even more snowy than that game. The, the whole field was covered in a blanket of snow. You saw a lot of snow coming down. It was really tough, actually, even to see the action on TV. I'm sure it was uh, you know, a pretty crazy winter wonderland for those folks that were there in person. But uh, you know, great way for the Irish to finish the regular season at home. And now, once again, heading off to uh, L.A. to face the Trojans tonight. So let's look at the 44 nothing and how we got there. Um, started off the game uh, by the Irish receiving the kick and started off with a 51-yard by Logan, 51-yard run by Logan Diggs. Really great start to the game. I think Notre Dame wanted to come out and prove that they could run the ball against Boston College. And, you know, it's it's been kind of our mantra for these last about five or six games is Notre Dame dominating at the line of scrimmage and imposing our will and running for a bunch of yards. So it's great to see us get off to a good start there. The drive ended with the Blake Groupie field goal, so Nordam went up 3-0. Uh, Boston College then got the kick, and uh, Nordam did a great job on defense, and Benjamin Morrison, our freshman uh, you know, All-American, had an, a really nice pick and interception. Uh, really great play on his part. He made a break on the ball. So Nordam got the, got the drive started at about the Boston College 20, and we ended up finishing it with a Logan Diggs one-yard run, so the Irish went up 10-0. So this is also in the first quarter. Keep on moving on forward in the first quarter. BC started to drive a little bit. Um, they had a really nice play to Zay Flowers, who was their top wide receiver coming into the game. And then they tried to go back um, down the sideline against Benjamin Morrison, and he intercepted the ball in the end zone. So two picks for Benjamin Morrison in the first quarter. Notre Dame then got the ball and went on an eight-play, 81-yard drive, uh, finalized by a Matt Salerno one-yard pass from Drew Pine. Great to see Matt Salerno. I think he's a fifth-year senior. Uh, great to see him get his first Notre Dame touchdown in his final home game as a senior at Notre Dame. So Notre Dame's up 17 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Started off the second quarter um, with Notre Dame getting a field goal. Blake Groupie um, had a 41-yard field goal, so a nice job once again by Groupie. He was 2-for-2 two two on the day at this point. And then we had another drive where Groupie got a 46-yard field goal, so 3-for-3 three three on the day from Blake Groupie. That was really good to see because he has struggled a little bit of late, and it seems like it was one of the things that we were hoping to get sorted out here as the season moved along, and it's good to have him you know, coming into this USC game confident because we'll need him uh, on every drive. If it does come down to a field goal or it comes down to field goal on drives, we need him to make sure he's hitting those. Obviously, the conditions in the, uh, the Coliseum will be totally different than what the conditions were in Notre Dame. It won't be windy. It won't be cold. So hopefully this, once again, has given him a lot of confidence heading into this game. Next score for the Irish was a seven-yard run by Audric Estime. So this was still with about three minutes to go in the second quarter. This brought the Notre Dame lead to 30 to nothing. And then we finished the quarter right before halftime with about a minute 15 left. Chris Tyree had a 12-yard run, so the Irish went up into halftime 37 to nothing. I think obviously all Notre Dame fans at this point were feeling really good. It was going to be a great chance to get a lot of players into the second half and get them out there on the field, especially those seniors, especially those fifth-year seniors, the walk-ons. Give them a chance to have their moment uh, in the sun or in the snow at Notre Dame. And the set, the third quarter ended up being just one touchdown. Audrick Estime had a six-yard run in the snow to put Notre Dame up 44 nothing, and that was the final score. So no more scoring later in the third quarter and no scoring in the fourth quarter. The Irish get the shutout, first shutout of the season for the defense. Notre Dame did have a drive later, I think it was in the fourth quarter, where it was about... 
I think it was fourth and one from the BC about five or six yard line. We went for it, got stopped. Um, so, you know, we were kind of on the precipice of making this even like a 51 to nothing final. But uh, great finish by the Irish, great home win. Um, great to see the Irish get the shutout. And, you know, lots of players coming in and getting kind of their first snaps, a bunch of the freshmen. We'll talk a little bit about that in our grades. But guys like Jalen Sneed got out there, Nolan Ziegler, Aiden Gobira, Josh Burnham. So some of the heralded freshmen that I think we were all open to see this year got some of their first action. Um, a bunch of those guys are going to be preserving red shirts. So it's neat to see them out there and at least getting some plays. And I think we all see the the future for the Irish, at least on the defensive side and where we can go. So that was neat to see them uh, get out there. But let's start to go into everything from a greatest perspective. Um, we don't need to spend a ton of time on this. A 44 nothing win is obviously going to get really, really good grades for a lot of the folks. So um, from kind of just an overall standpoint, Head coach Marcus Freeman, I'm going to give him an A+. Plus. Had the team ready to go. Um, you know, Obviously, it was senior day, and we know that sometimes these can be battles. Um, I know in the past these games have been tough. We have actually lost a couple times over the years at this game, although I will say that I think the last few years, last two or three years, Notre Dame has done a really good job of you know playing really well on senior day, but it's great to see the team come out ready to go. I know obviously on a couple of those drives in the first half, we would love to have seen them end in touchdowns and not field goals, but the fact that once again the special teams came to play Play and that the team was ready to go and everything you know was firing on all cylinders and, and anytime you get a shutout you got to give the head coach a ton of credit he had the team ready to go he had them rearing and he knew that they were the better team and Notre Dame you know insisted their will on Boston College and was able to get the big victory. Tyrese we're going to give him an A um, another great job from a game plan perspective did a really good job of getting the run established and getting the run going Obviously, we had to use Pine on a few pass plays, um, you know, not as much as, you know, we have in the past, you know, or, you know, sorry, actually, we he threw the ball 25 times, and he was 13 for 25, 156, and one touchdown, so probably more passing than I think we probably would have thought of. Um, didn't do a ton of passing in the in the second half, as you can imagine, um, but just, you know, from an overall offensive game plan standpoint, I thought Reese did a really good job of, you know, making sure that the Irish were in a position to get this win and not have to worry about it, so kudos to him we're going to give once again Tom Reese an A Al Golden we're going to give him an A plus um, anytime you get a shutout that's an absolute awesome grade definitely you know something that I think the team had been going for all season first chance for us to get that and it was great to see that happen on senior day I thought the defensive line played well they were able to rush the quarterback at Boston, on Boston College they did a good job there the linebackers played well and obviously the secondary did a great job with three picks all of them by Benjamin Morris and I think overall I think they had actually maybe five turnovers for the day. So, you know, just a really good job by the defense. Al Golden's got the team playing really well. And, you know, obviously that's going to have to carry over into what we see against USC uh, coming up later tonight. All right. Individual grades, Drew Pine. We're going to give him a B plus. Um, you know, I think, you know, once again, he had the offense rolling and he had them doing a good job but he still needs to get better obviously from a passing perspective i'd love to see that number you know he's just a little bit over 50 percent from a completion standpoint we probably would love to see that in the 65 70 percent range i think that was the drew pine that we saw earlier in the season but i think it is what it is a drew pine um you know this is going to be obviously kind of a you know a massive make or break game for him against usc and we'll talk a little bit about what we need to see from him uh later in our preview um but yeah i you know he managed the game well. Um, he got the Irish in the position to score. Obviously, you know, there weren't a ton of RPOs or plays. I, did, I will say he did have a great pass down the sidelines um, to Logan Diggs where he hit him on a wheel route, which was great. He had a nice third down completion to Deion Colsey, which was a good uh, play from uh, he was on the run. So that was nice to see. Um, but, yeah, like I said, would love to see just a little bit more for him as we continue on in this last game of the season. 
running backs. We're going to give them an A. Great job by Logan Diggs. Great job by Otter Estiman. Great job by Tariq. They each had a touchdown on the day, which is cool to see. We did run uh, that 31 personnel, which is all three running backs on the field at one time. I think we've kind of been clamoring for that all year. If you've listened to the podcast in the past, we've been looking for that to happen at some point this year. So that was neat to see. Um, but yeah, great game by Diggs, getting everything going with that 51-yard run. SMA had another bruising performance with a couple of touchdowns, and it was great to see Tyree get you know a little bit more carries up the middle and make some good breaks and have some nice long runs and fit capped off with that 12-yard touchdown run. So great to see him doing that. I will think you know we're going to need, obviously, all three of them uh, playing at the top level this weekend or tonight against USC, and I think we can use them all in different kind of formats um, as it relates to what their skill sets are. Um, I'd love to see Tyree break one tonight. That'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to lean pretty heavily on, on estimate as we kind of get into our preview from an offensive line standpoint, I'm going to give them an A really good job of protecting Drew Pine, opening up the run lanes for the running backs, you know, just, you know, a really, really good game. This offensive line has really come together as this season has progressed and it's been wonderful to see them, you know, kind of really kind of hit their stride as we get to the, you know, the end of our schedule. And, you know, it's only, only better things ahead for this, this team from an offensive line perspective. Obviously we lose a couple of guys that are starting this year, um, but the core is going to be there for next year. And I'm just, I'm super excited. I think Harry Hingestan's done a great job. A lot of what we had talked about in the past around whether or not those guys could play really well in some of the bigger games, um, you know, that's kind of been thwarted. And let's see what they can do against USC tonight. Wide receiver is going to give them a B plus. Um, you know, obviously didn't get a ton of targets because um, we didn't throw the ball a ton of times. A um, couple nice catches by Colsey and Jaden Thomas. It was great to see Lorenzo Styles get that end around in the third quarter. I think it was about a 25-yard run, continuing to build his confidence. I'd love to see him have a big game tonight. He, I still think he's one of the best players on our team, and we just got to get him ha- to get his confidence back, um, get him the ball, get him the ball in space, and I think we can continue to do that. Um, so, yeah, uh, nice to see him get back into the play sheet um, Yes, last week against BC. Uh, so we'll give them – God, I think I already gave them the grade. Uh, all right, tight ends. Uh, Going to give them a, a – you know, didn't see a ton from them. Mayer had a couple of catches. Um, you know, obviously set the record for, I think, yards receiving and uh, and passes caught in an, as a Notre Dame tight end. So that was great to see him do that on senior – on what will be his senior day at Notre Dame because he's not going to be playing uh, next year. He's going to be playing in the NFL. So, you know, great to see him have a, a great final home game. Um, you know, obviously Mitchell Evans continues to do a good job. They did actually try and throw him a pass. Uh, it was a little bit uh, outside of him, so he wasn't able to make the play. But it was great to see. He is someone that I think we're going to be relying on heavily next year. He has really come to the forefront this year, which is awesome to see that. All right, moving on to the defensive side of the ball. Going to give the defensive line a grade of an A. They really did get a great rush on the BC quarterback. He wasn't able to get settled back there, wasn't able to complete a ton of passes. Isaiah Foskey got a sack, which then gave him the record for the most sacks ever uh, by a Notre Dame player. That was neat to see right before halftime. Uh, so he had that on his senior day. Uh, we did miss Adam Miola on the interior. He wasn't playing, so uh, that was not the best, but he is going to be back for USC. Um, but I thought everyone did a really good job. They got a bunch of guys new uh, kind of playing on the interior. So you saw Gabe Rubio out there. You saw Aiden uh, Kanyanana out there. Uh, really good job just from an overall standpoint. And once again, if you get a shutout, that means you're doing really, really good things. Linebacker I thought they played really well again. I'm going to give them an A. Led by Bertrand and Maris Leofau, did a really good job. Once again, we saw 
Kaiser back out there. And then we saw, like I said, we saw a bunch of those freshmen starting to get in at the end. So saw Ziegler out there, saw Jalen Sneed. I think we all saw what Jalen Sneed brings to the table. He had a massive hit towards the end of the game that I think was credited with five tackles total. And he is going to be a guy that obviously we're going to have to continue to uh, see rise. And he's going to be a guy that's going to be getting a lot of playing time next year, which is going to be really fun to see. I thought Prince Kali played another good game. So that's neat to see him continue to ascend. Um, so yeah, great job by the linebackers. Secondary start off with the cornerbacks, A+. Plus. Um, can't even give them another great outside of that held Zay flowers i think to three catches total which is pretty unbelievable benjamin morrison with three interceptions continues to be one of the better you know cornerbacks in all of college football that was just awesome to see he is just continuing to beyond descend and you know he's going to be a preseason all-american next year and it just he's having just an awesome freshman season so kudos to benjamin morrison kudos to the rest of the cornerbacks Thought they did a really good job in this game. And then from a safety perspective, same thing, going to give them an A+. Thought they played really well, got home on a couple of blitzes, which was great to see. It was great to see Bracey, obviously, kind of playing the nickel and doing a great job there. Um, but great game by um, you know DJ Brown, Ramon Henderson, Xavier Watts. Those guys all played really well. We're going to get Brandon Joseph back this week against USC, so that'll be good to have him out there because we're going to need, obviously, everyone and anyone as it relates to USC in their passing attack. But overall, Great job by both the safeties and by the cornerbacks. Uh, anytime once you get a shutout, it's going to be tough to give a grade that is not an A or an A+. All right, special teams, going to give them an A-plus in this game. We didn't block a punt, um, which is kind of crazy to say that, that that is actually something that we had to say. Um, but they did a wonderful job on three for three on the field goals. Um, our kickoffs were not the best, unfortunately. We had a couple go out of bounds. We're going to blame that on the wind. I'm going to blame that on the weather conditions because our kickoff guy has done really, really good outside of that. Um, so, uh, But once again, great to see Groupie get his, his confidence back and to go three for three on field goals. We're going to need that as we head into tonight's matchup. So great job by Brian Mason um, from an overall perspective on the special teams uh, as a whole and by the different special teams players. Okay. All right. Let's take a look at now our season projections. We're going to get into where we started the year and where we're at as we head into the USC game. So once again, started the year at 10 and two headed into the Ohio state game. And then we lost. So we are 0 and one on the season. We continue to keep our record at 10 and two Marshall game at home where we lost. We are now 0 and two on the season. We moved our record down to eight and four. Then we played Cal at home with the win Got to one and two, moved our uh, kept a record at eight and four. Still hadn't seen enough from the Irish to go off that eight and four. Then we played at North Carolina when we had a big win there to get to two and two, and we moved our record prediction up to nine and three. Played on the road in Vegas against BYU, and we had got the win, so moved to three and two, and we kept our record prediction at nine and three. Then we went home and lost to Stanford. Still one of the more perplexing losses uh, by any team this year. We moved our prediction down to seven and five because the Irish were now at three and three at this point on the season. Then we played UNLV. We got the win to go to four and three, kept our prediction at seven and five. Went to Syracuse one to get to five and three. We moved our prediction back up to eight and four. Then we uh, went at home against Clemson. So now we won and are now at six and three. We moved our prediction back up to nine and three. Played at Navy, um, you know, eked out the win there. So now we are at seven and three. And kept our prediction at nine and three at this point, and now we've beat Boston College to be at eight and three, and we're going to keep our prediction at nine and three, which obviously means that we feel we are going to beat the USC Trojans tonight on Saturday. Night. We'll give our final score prediction here um, towards the end of the podcast, but yes, do think that the Irish will finish the season nine and three and uh, come out with the victory tonight. All right, let's take a little bit of a look at the USC Trojans. Um, they are ten and one on the season. For those of you that have been following them or actually know a little bit about the Trojans. 
They have a new coach this year. It's Lincoln Riley. Um, he came over from Oklahoma where he was with the coach for, I think, about the last five years or so. He obviously brings a pretty dynamic offense and, you know, brings, you know, a lot of transfers from the portal over to the USC team this year. I think they had about 20 transfers join the team. So he clearly built a roster this year. Um, obviously, that's built to win this year, but one that is completely you know different from the usc teams that we've seen in the past you know usc in the past few years has not been that good um haven't you know they really weren't you know coached pretty well and they you know floundered when it came to pack pack their pack 12 play they hadn't beaten notre dame in a long time and you know obviously it wasn't the best you know kind of rivalry game just based upon the fact that it hadn't been a big game because notre dame was playing well and USC was not playing not playing well. So now we're at the point where it is a top 20 matchup, as we said. And like we just said a minute ago, this USC team is playing well. They're 10-1. and one. Their only loss this season was to Utah on the road, in which they lost by 1.43 to 42. Um, they have probably what is considered probably the Heisman uh, frontrunner in Caleb Williams, who is a transfer from Oklahoma. So a guy that uh, Lincoln Riley brought over from Oklahoma. So, you know, he had a couple players come from Oklahoma over to USC, you know, I, I think that this kind of speaks to the transfer portal as a whole. USC has the ability to pretty much bring in anyone and anyone who they want. You know, Notre Dame does not have the ability to do that. Notre Dame obviously has stricter academic standards and does not have the opportunity just to bring in anyone and everyone. So he really built his roster this year uh, based upon guys he's able to bring in. So think of guys like Jordan Addison, who was the Blitnikoff winner, the best wide receiver in all of college football last year for Pitt. He came over to USC. Mario Williams is a wide receiver from Oklahoma who came over. They brought a few defensive guys over as well. So it's just, it's a different, like I said, it's a different type of USC team and one that at least from an offensive perspective is pretty dynamic. Their defense is I'd say brutal. I don't think their defense is any good at all. And I think that that is something that obviously the Irish are going to lean on for tonight's game. And we'll talk a little bit about that from a key standpoint. But, you know, this is a defense that the Irish can clearly score points on, and they have proven to give up points throughout the year. So we take a look at some of their games this year. Um, You know, they common opponent in Stanford, USC won 41 to 28. So still gave up four touchdowns against Stanford. Uh, against Oregon State, which is one of their really, really close games, they won 17 to 14. So that was a game where the offense was held in check. Uh, defense only gave up 14 in that one. But uh, if we look at some of their most recent games, so we talked about the loss at Utah. So they, USC won 43 to 42. They beat Arizona at Arizona 45 to 37. So 37 points given up by the defense. They beat Cal at home 41 35. So 35 points given up by the defense. And then coming off of last week, one of their bigger rivalry games, they beat UCLA 48 to 45. So this is once again a team that is going to give up a lot of points. Um, they obviously can score a lot of points as well. Um, so that is one of the things that we don't want to happen tonight is we don't want to get into a shootout with them. I think that that obviously would not bode well for the Irish because we don't have the passing attack to keep up from that standpoint. Uh, but if this is a game where Notre Dame can continue to do what we've done in the past, and that is, you know, obviously grounded out on the ground and control the time of possession, um, that's going to be the way and key for a Notre Dame victory. So let's take a look at some of the focuses for tonight's game and some of the things that the Irish really need to do well in order for us to win. I think it's going to start, at, uh, as with most games, from a defensive perspective and how can we can contain Caleb Williams. I think Caleb Williams has close to 40 touchdowns total. I think it's about 33 or 34 throwing and he's run for about six or seven. He's only got, I think about four interceptions. So he's a guy that you have to contain. Um, he's a threat to run on, on any play. He's not an absolutely, you know, crazy dynamic runner, but he does, you know, pick his spots where he's going to run and he will be able to get first down. So that's one of the things we have to make sure that the defense keep their, keep in their lanes. He has a really strong arm. He has the ability to get out 
of tackles. So Notre Dame is going to have to wrap them up when they have that chance. I think we will see a lot of frustrating plays tonight where it looks like Notre Dame is about to get the sack and then Caleb Williams gets out of it. Um, and we're just going to be, you know, probably throwing our hats on the ground. So that's going to be tough to watch. But if we can contain him and force him into, you know, third and long type situations, which is going to be a key and focus for the defense, um, I think that that's where the Irish can win because our defense, from a pass perspective, has done pretty well this year. And we do have one of the better, I think it's a top 20 overall pass defense. Um, so I think we're going to have to replicate a lot of what we did against Ohio State, what we did against UNC, and what we did against Clemson. Those were probably our three biggest games this year. And we held each one of those teams below their typical normals and averages with regards to what they do. So we held CJ Stroud to a lot less than what he typically does. We held Drake May way below what he typically does. I know he had five TD passes in that game, but if you watch that game, he had two touchdowns in garbage time in the fourth quarter when Notre Dame was already up by, I think, about 24 points or so, uh, maybe even more. So we did a really good job of containing him. And then, you know, lastly against Clemson, um, where we knew that Clemson was going to try and run the ball and then also get DJ moving out of the pocket, making some throws. We did a really good job of containing him. So that's going to be kind of, the, I think, the blueprint for what we need to do against Caleb Williams tonight. Um, is keep him in the pocket. Don't let him get outside. Keep your rush lanes. When you get the chance to wrap him up, wrap him up. And obviously, if you can cause any turnovers at all, that would be huge. Um, you know, like I said, he's got about four interceptions on the air, so he doesn't throw a ton of interceptions. Obviously, it'd be great to cause some fumbles from a ground standpoint. They do have a couple of good running backs, um, but it's not the running, rushing attack that you might see from, I think, a Clemson, you know, where they have a pretty dominant runner in Shipley. They're previously their previous best runner who is die who did transfer in from Oregon another transfer he's out for the season but they like I said they do have a couple of capable backs um, so we can't let those guys get loose they are quick um, and then once again their wide receivers are super fast and we need to be able to contain them so if we can do exactly what we did against the other teams um, the big teams on the schedule this year and continue to contain against some of the bigger wide receivers I think Notre Dame has proven and shown that you know when it comes to co- going up against big time wide receivers like a Zay Flowers like a Caleb Downs Notre Dame continues to hold those guys in check and same thing with the wide receivers on Ohio State so I'm looking for a big game from the defense tonight I think they're going to play really really well I think these are the games that Marcus Freeman gets the Irish up for more so than obviously some of the the lesser opponents what we've seen this year but I think this is a game that Notre Dame has been building towards all year and I think we're going to get and see one of the best games from the Irish coming in tonight so the other thing that we need to focus on another key to tonight's victory is going to be the offensive line so Let's see if the Irish can once again continue to establish the run game. It's going to be huge. We want to win the time of possession battle tonight because if we can win the time of possession battle, it obviously it keeps Caleb Williams and the USC offense off the field. Um, so, you know, same thing, what we did against UNC, same thing that we did against Clemson. We need to be able to keep the offense from the other team off the field, and that's going to give us the best chance to win. I do think our three-headed monster of Tyree, Diggs, and Estime they're going to have a big game tonight. And I think, you know, the focus is really going to be kind of that outer guesstimate pounding ground. Um, I think if you had to focus on two of the running backs, I think you're going to see a heavy dose of digs and estimate tonight. I would love to see us once again, as we always talk, get the ball to Tyree out in space. Um, play action is going to be huge. If we can establish a run game, our ability to run play action um, when USC is coming up to stop the run and maybe hit like a Michael Mayer. Maybe hit a Lorenzo Styles, a Deion Colsey, a Jaden Thomas, um, a Braden Lindsey. Hitting one of those guys for a nice deep pass, that would be wonderful. Um, but, yeah, we need to see Pine 
Anna Reese, you know, call a game that really focuses on the run, really focuses on controlling the clock, really getting big yardage on first down. That's going to be key. If we can get into a second and four situation, second and three situation. So if you're getting trunk plays on first down, getting five, six, seven yards, that is the type of game that Notre Dame can win because, you know, we have plenty of options as it relates to what we can do on second down and on third down. And if we can run the ball when USC knows that we're going to run the ball and run it successfully, uh, this is going to be a game that the Irish can win. So that's going to be our second key. I think the third key is going to come down to special teams. We talk about this a lot. Um, I think one of the interesting things that I've learned about USC on some of the podcasts this week is USC does not have a special teams coordinator, which I think is super interesting. I guess they have an extra coach, I think maybe even on the offensive side of the ball. So this is going to be a game where Brian Mason, I think, is really going to prove out that he is one of the better coaches, not only from a special team standpoint, but just one of the better coaches in the country. Notre Dame, you know, will have the ability possibly to block a punt tonight, um, which would be awesome. Obviously, that we've seen what that can do from a momentum standpoint and what that can do from an overall standpoint. That would be great to see. Um, so, yeah, I think that this is going to be a game where special teams is going to be a really big aspect of it. USC does not have the best field goal kicker, so if Notre Dame can force USC um, into field goal situations would be great. I think that that is also really one of the underrated aspects of a defense that's playing well is forcing a team that even if they get a drive on you, force them into a field goal situation. So if even if USC is driving, we know they're going to get points tonight. Even if we can force them into getting field goals or going for field goals, that will be huge because it's a whole lot of different game if They've had three, three really nice drives and they're getting 21 points versus three really, really nice drives and getting nine points. If we can force field goals, that obviously will be you know a heck of a difference in the games tonight. And obviously, same thing for the Irish. If the Irish are driving, we need to finish drives with touchdowns. We can't settle for field goals. This is going to be a game where points are going to be at a premium and we need to score a lot um, because I think no matter how much, if the Irish are able to get up and even get up at halftime, this is an offense from the USC perspective that can score points. They can score them quickly, and it could be even if it's even if it's a situation where Notre Dame is winning by a bunch. I think you got always got to be cautious because USC can score uh, very very fast. All right, so let's take a look at kind of our overall prediction and what we're thinking about the final score and what we're seeing tonight. I do think once again that this is a game that the Irish are going to win. I think this is going to be a game where Notre Dame's culture of you know offensive and defensive line, as Marcus Freeman has you know been saying his mantra for this whole year as he went into this year, Notre Dame's an offensive and defensive line driven program. I think Notre Dame has a better offensive line. I think they have the better defensive line. I think we're going to prove that out tonight. And I think especially from an offensive line perspective, we are going to control the line of scrimmage. We're going to ground the ball. We're going to run it a lot. Notre Dame will get over 200 yards rushing. I think Pine, as long as he doesn't throw interceptions or turn the ball over, um, will have you know a consistent game. We're not going to rely on him a ton, um, but we need to have him make the throws when he needs to make the throws. We're going to have situations where it's going to be third and long, and we're going to have to make a throw. And we need to see Drew Pine fit that into space. We need to see him hit Mayer in those situations. We need to see him hit Thomas in those situations. Colsey, we need to see him when he does take shots. They're calculated shots that he doesn't underthrow the ball. USC does have a lot of interceptions this year, so their safeties and their cornerbacks have played well from that perspective. So if we are taking shots down the field, do not leave it short. You know, throw it longer than than than, than it has to be. Don't let the USC guy come from the middle of the field and make an interception because you underthrew your wide receiver. So um, I'm looking for Pine to once again, you know, I'm hoping that he has a consistent game. I'm hoping that he has a game that, you know, doesn't have turnovers and if he can do that I think that that once again is going to be a key to the Irish win and I think the defense is going to come to play tonight I think they've heard all week about how good Caleb Williams is I think they've heard all week about how this is his Heisman defining game 
I think they want to prove to the country and prove to the nation that Notre Dame's defense is a lot better than most people think. And I think they've proven that a lot of this year. Notre Dame's defense is a lot better than what a lot of people think. If you actually really watch these games, Notre Dame's defense has done more than enough for Notre Dame to win every single game this year. Um, and I think they're going to continue to do it tonight. So from a prediction standpoint, we are going to go with a Notre Dame victory, Irish 45, USC 31. Um, I, I know that that's, that's a big two touchdown win by the Irish, but I think this is, I think this is the game where the Marcus Freeman era, you know, just once again, as we saw coming out of Clemson, um, this is the game that people are going to be looking back on um, years from now that said, wow, this is really when it started to take take form. And then Marcus Freeman put his stamp on Notre Dame football. So 45-31, Irish victory. They finish off the season at 9-3 and three and get ready for you know a bowl game where they can get to 10 wins um, to finish off the season and keep our streak of, I think, would now be six straight seasons of 10 wins. So, um, yeah, let's get it done tonight, Irish. Um, and let's make sure that this is one that everyone thinks about and looks back on and remembers for a really, really long long time thanks again for listening everyone to the exit 77 podcast i'm your host drew brennan um, for those of you that want to reach out to me obviously feel free to reach out um, through text or you can hit us up at exit 77 underscore podcast on twitter feel free to reach out to me there um pierce i didn't want to forget your last question as it relates to whether or not we'll see a trick play from the irish tonight uh i don't think so pierce i think this is a game where um i think maybe a trick play might be uh not in our best interest let's see if the irish can just you know win by continuing to do what they've done in the previous games but i do think possibly we might see a blocked punt tonight pierce so let's hope that that does happen um but yeah thanks again everyone for listening i hope everyone had a very uh thankful and grateful and happy and healthy Thanksgiving. And I look forward to us uh, chatting next week where we hopefully look back at what is a big, big, big Irish victory and as we get ready for the bowl season and finishing off recruiting on a very, very strong note. So, yep, let's get a big win. Irish 45, Trojans 31. As always, go Irish. Let's do this. Um, Looking forward to talking to you all here soon. Yeah.